Hey everybody and welcome to a new episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your old pal the Moo Cow aka Paulie Presenza and I am joined by my co-host Jonathan A. Moody. Outstanding. How are you doing tonight Jonathan? I'm doing fan-freaking-tastic. Yay! And our special guest co-host tonight is... Me, Jeremiah Morehouse. <laughs> Yay! Welcome, Yay. welcome. All right. And tonight's movie is from 1989, Chud to Bud the Chud. Uh, this isn't the first time that we've done the, is it? It might be one of the first times that we've done the movie uh, before doing the first one, you know, the sequel right, where we've done right. the the first one usually we cover the first one first then do the second one of course mm. this is sequel in name only and has right. absolutely positively nothing to do with the original film uh well we'll get into that because there's a little bit you know connection enough to sliver mm -hmm. it as a sequel but it's mm. not not i know i know i know it's not it's very much See, I, as i said before the taping of this broadcast this is a generational thing where people in my generation gen x absolutely positively have nothing but contempt for this movie and what it tried to do and you guys coming in later on uh missed all of that when it originally came out so you're not you're not kind of you know burdened by the same levels of expectations and disappointment uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I think Jeremiah might be, I, I don't know, maybe more in the middle. I don't know of this stuff. So we'll find out. We'll find we out. We will find out. Scores. But anyway, uh, for a moment, why don't we go and listen to some mood music and we'll be back. Okay, here we go. Good God, Bud the Chud, Chud 2. Yeah, um, if you remember, Moody, I, I bought the copy of this last year, it Scares the Care, from That's your right. buddy. <clears throat> because, uh, Sean, I got, yeah. I got all excited because you know how I love bad movies. You just, you, It's just my thing. Mm. Even a movie that will drive me crazy and piss me off, if it's bad enough, I'll love it. And yes, this movie is definitely Wait, definitely. Was that the first time you saw it, or had you? Oh, seen no, it no, 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 no. Okay, dude, I saw it when it came out. I was, I was one of the torch and pitchfork wearing crowd that was pissed off when this came out. <laughs> but clearly, I am not happy camper with it. But what, what did you guys first impressions? What did you guys think? I want to go with Jeremiah first. I want to hear his uh, thoughts. <sighs> Man, what to say? Uh, I I was familiar with this movie by reputation i've seen the first gun uh, but i had not seen this one and wow it it, <laughs> it really does live up to a lot of the trash talk i've heard uh i okay so <sighs> I had to keep reminding myself that this wasn't originally meant to be a Chud movie. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and honestly, if you just take the Chud out of this movie, it's just a campy zombie movie. Mm -hmm. I could get 
a little more into it. But when you put the expectation of a Chud sequel on there, it's just an abomination. <laughs> Absolutely. And you got to understand, Jeremiah, Mr. Moody is the kind of person who loved Halloween 3. So for him to, <laughs> for him to have like not a problem with that, it kind of gives you an idea of where this is headed. <laughs> All right. I mean, I like Halloween 3, but... <laughs> but like again, it's one of those things where I feel like if you just take the Halloween away and just watch it as its own sort of movie, it's great. As a if Halloween you're not sequel, riding on the coattails of somebody else's intellectual property, yeah, it, it's just a shame they just didn't call it something else. Because uh, I think that, uh, especially with Chud too, I, I think this. If I had seen this when it first came out and it was called something else, I'd have probably loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, it. It would have been high on my list. But, <laughs> I, like, I, do you judge it as a Chud film? I, um, I'll get into what uh, my thoughts. Do you want to hear my <laughs> thoughts real quick? Might as well. I do. All right, so... First of all, um, I have to ask Jeremiah, are, what generation are you? Are you Gen Xer? Are you a uh, uh, millennial? Are you, um, what are you? I, I, I think technically I'm considered a cusper, meaning I'm, I'm right at that like transitionary period from Gen X to millennial. Okay. Um, so depending on, uh, depending on what I'm being accused of, I'll pick one or the other. <laughs> Okay. Well, here's the question. Do you prefer Schlitz beer or avocado toast? Am I terrible if I say neither? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right. So I'm a millennial. Um, I did not realize that for years. I did not know. I thought um, uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't know like or whatever, you know, like. Um, but yeah, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a millennial. And I have been one of those people who uh, I hate zombie movies. And Paul knows this. I hate movies because a lot of times they're slow and they're boring and they're, you know, repetitive it's, and it's repetitive. It's the same thing. Oh my God, there's a zombie. You know, what do you do? You shoot in the head. Oh, we're done. You know, we, um, we watched one recently, uh, <laughs> which was, you know, which is like walking dead. And that just that show drove me up the wall. Like I hate that. Like I hate shows where it's the same shit day after day or or movie. You know, I'm just like bored. You know, um, this movie did not bore me at all. Um, I yes, it, I was very confused in the beginning. Going wait, I thought Chuds were, you know, because I did see the original uh, like last year for the first time. And I thought the original was okay. It wasn't, um, it, I, I don't understand what the cult following was about it. Like, I thought it was kind of boring, you know? Um, I, I really don't like the, uh, um, I, I didn't really like it as much, but then I watched this movie and I'm like, okay, this is not, this is somebody took the title Chud uh, to and made a silly zombie comedy. And <laughs> I like zombie comedy. Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies. You know, um, we were just talking about my boyfriend's back. I enjoy that movie. I like it a lot. Paul hates it. Um, but Shaun of the Dead was 
skillfully made. <laughs> right. And I thought this was skillfully made. There was some really cool shots in this. I don't know. I, it wasn't incompetently made. It wasn't a bad movie as far as like, you know, the looks go. You know, we've seen way worse movies than than this film, we, you know. We have, and I am I am probably very prejudiced in that. Yes, I am in that group that, you know, 1989, you know, I was the original high school kids who saw the first Chud. And for 1984, I'm telling you, that was a pretty darn good little flick, you know, and I saw it in the theaters and okay, maybe it's not a great movie compared to everything that's come out since then, but for mm. 1984, yeah, it's pretty good. But that generation, five years later, gone on to college and more, or graduated and done other stuff, we're not having Bud the Chud too, especially because this movie was definitely marketed to piggyback off the Chud name when there was really right. no connection. It was released as an R-rated horror movie. Are you kidding me? I've never seen a more squeaky clean R mm-hmm. movie in my life. There's like hardly, like there's no blood in it. How did it even get an R rating? Because they probably lobbied to get it so that they could get more money. <laughs> yeah. Because at the time, True. that was True. The, that was the thing. An R movie made more money. Now it's the opposite. Now the R is a kiss of death because Hollywood wants to sell everything to children. So it's different now. But back then, you know, they were going for young adults and adults. So that was problem number one. Problem number two: the original Chud poster, Chud Two did not have Bud the Chud on there. In fact, it had a bunch of original Chuds emerging from a sewer, like in the original movie. So there are expectations there for this to be a sequel or at least a continuation of the first movie. So when you go to show up and there is this completely different tone shift (laughs) that you are not expecting or wanting, yeah. It, a lot of people lit fires and brought out pitchforks and said, hey, where's my Chud movie? What Here, the hell is this shit? Here's my thing. So if this movie had been made in 1993, right, had a different title that wasn't Chud, did not get anybody's expectations, it would have been counted as a fun little zombie comedy. You know, uh, the idea of a bunch of kids stealing a corpse, you know, for their science project and then bringing it back to life, and then it wrecking havoc on the town. That is That would have been fun. This is actually exactly what I would envision the uh, video game. There's a video game that I used to play called Zombies Ate My Neighbors. This is like the best version of what that would have, that, that I would have made a movie like that, you know? So Uh, I can, I can see that. Um, but again, you and I have very different ideas of comedy. To me, right. the massive problem with this film is that it is a horror comedy that has neither horror in it nor comedy. I didn't <laughs> laugh a single bit in this film. Everything was belated, overdone. It was weak. The lead guy was just, he was like a fourth-rate Joe Piscopo with his horrible mullet. Hey, um, I was thinking more John Travolta. He that's the dude from head of the class, man. I know. I've gone on to be Brian Robbins has gone on to be a fantastic director. I've I love him. Got all kinds of background for these folks. Okay. But it just it just fell flat to me in pretty much every way, shape, and form. Um, what about you, Jeremiah? Did did you find I, it funny? I 
for me it had its moments but they were probably more like eye roll laughs you know mm. uh but uh yeah i don't want to i won't go too harsh on it in that regard i mean if, if we're just judging it as uh zombies ate my neighbors the movie right uh then i could i could judge this a little nicer um now i will say that there are definitely moments where it's like, oh, God, is this really where we're going with this? Uh, and, and more than one moment like that. Uh, but again, I, I feel like for the time period, the fact that it's it clearly had a small-ish budget. Uh, I mean, they had some fairly, like... I don't want to say established actors, but like everybody in this movie was working at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, it, it's it's a movie full of where do I know that guy from? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's one of its pluses. I, I will say. Yeah. Um, oh God, Robert Vaughn! I can't wait till you talk about. Oh, him. I know he's. It's just he's such a parody of himself in this film. But I love. But we it. will get to that. Let's mm-hmm. go with the background. So. Okay, so it was released in 1989 through Vestron, which I don't know if you probably weren't around for Vestron, but Vestron did a whole bunch of stuff in the 80s. They were like a big VHR indie sort of group, and they they, they did all kinds of stuff, and apparently they're all being re-released. So a lot of the Vestron VHS movies that never came out in, in, in DVD apparently are now being released in Blu-ray. So I don't know Well, yeah. Well, no. Isn't that, isn't that like a label? Isn't that like a label now? Vestron Video yeah. or something? Or Vestron... Yeah. Uh, Blu-rays and stuff. Um, if I'm yeah, it, it's um, Lionsgate. It has a special thing called the Vestron Video Collection. Okay, so that's what's going on. Yeah, so okay. those things are all coming back, which you know, for eighties nostalgia, that's really cool. I didn't mind it, um, and it's nice because yes, at some point I am going to buy the Blu-ray of this because it's got all kinds of great backgrounds and commentary and stuff. So and you know me, mm-hmm. I love the stuff. But this was directed by David Irving. David Irving mainly directed things like for kids, like he did Rumpelstiltskin with Amy Irving in it, and he did Sleeping Beauty, and a few other things like that. Was Amy Irving his daughter? Yeah, no. He is the brother of Amy Irving and the nephew of Dr. Rich, of, uh, sorry, the director Richard Irving. So, yeah, so he has a connection, more than one connection there. And as a matter of fact, um, even though he doesn't really direct anymore and ha- didn't really do a lot of stuff, he ended up becoming professor at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. So, wasn't was there like a- wasn't there a horror Rumpelstiltskin <clears throat> movie? Yeah, like, no, that's not the one. <laughs> okay, but that movie, man, I want to see that again. Yeah, no, no, no. He like, he did a bunch of kids stuff. The only other thing that he didn't that was different, that was more adult, was something called Night of the Cyclone, which I actually never saw. But a couple other folks who are in the cast are actually in that film, so I'll I'll get to them. Um, so yes, we mentioned Steve, who's being played by Brian Robbins. Um, yes, he did mostly TV roles as an actor, but of course, head of the family, full house. Head of the class. The most, yeah, head of the class. Sorry. Uh, are probably the things that he's most famous for. He's uh, actually, many... he's, he's most famous. No, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. He's most famous because he became a producer for Nickelodeon doing yeah. tons of uh, stuff like uh, all that. And, uh, I, I Carly, I think, and producing a lot of that stuff with. I his, mean, I guess of... I never 
paid much attention to who was producing what, what. yeah what's one of the one of the guys from head of the class who became a pedophile yeah. i guess right. dan schneider dan schneider but he was also a director and he directed things like good burger in 97 mm-hmm. varsity blues in 99 hardball in 2001 uh and then the disney shaggy dog movie in 06 the crappy one with uh tim what's his tim allen yeah yes yeah i don't remember i don't remember and i don't remember it being good you know hearing good things so and he was a producer of several tv shows including all of that um he was also a producer for smallville one tree hill um crumbs which is a series i never saw uh and uh arliss and a few other things too and he ended up becoming president of the kids and family entertainment for viacom cbs domestic media and he was also president of nickelodeon and he won a director's guild award and a peabody award so the guy definitely has moved on from being this schlub in this film to going on to doing much bigger and better things he didn't have uh he doesn't have the mullet uh anymore which (laughs) saddens me you know, it was like his, it was his thing. He was the John Travolta yeah. of that time of the 80, like late 80s, because John Travolta was sort of becoming phased out a little bit about that time. And he was starting to kind of take over that, like a uh, Vinnie Barbarino type role, you know? So I thought yeah, I was kind I, of cool. I, I will go to my grave insisting that's a Joe Piscopo look though. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and um he, you know, as an actor, I don't know. I, I don't know. He didn't really do much for me, but clearly he uh, had enough in touch and had enough talent to be able to go on and do all this kid stuff. So he's, he's much, much, much bigger now than any of us will ever be. Um, Kevin Maybe. was played by Bill Calvert, who was also in a bunch of T eighties uh, TV shows. Uh, he was also in fast times. He was in slap Maxwell. I'm not sure I knew what that Fast was. Fast Times, the TV show or the movie? Yeah, yeah, okay. the TV show. I, rem- I remember Fast Times, the TV show existing, but I don't think I ever watched it, you know? Yeah, oh, he, clearly this guy didn't really move on to a whole lot beyond that. Um, Katie is played by Trisha Lee Fisher, who uh, oh. was a TV actress in things like Till Death, Hostile, in, uh, Inter- uh, Hostile Intentions, uh, the Book of Love, um, and she's the daughter of Eddie Fisher and Connie Stevens, and the younger sister of Joely Fisher. Oh, and she, wow! She's the half sister of Carrie Fisher nice. and Todd Fisher. That is so, awesome. Yeah, so there you she, go. She's Another, freaking gorgeous. Like, oh yeah, she. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. Best part of that movie is her and those long, long alabaster legs in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her uh, was it? Uh, I, I can see why the uh, Bud the Chud uh, fell in love with her. You know, yeah. she also too. did a movie called Pretty Smart, and she actually sang the uh, the song, the opening song oh. for that. So she had a lot of talent, um, and I believe she has gone on to do other things. I think she's still working, which is good. Um, Bud, you probably recognize him. That is Garrett Graham, who's been in a million movies between the 70s 80s and 90s and he's probably still acting he today. looks familiar but I, oh yeah i didn't know him oh yeah uh, i always remember of... him from parker lewis can't lose yeah, there you go he which i know movie. is fairly random but yeah was was he like parker's dad uh yeah i i, I think so i all i can remember is that he had a re- reoccurring role on that show 
right. and that's where I always remember him from. Uh, well, he started off in the 70s. Yeah. He was in Beware the Blob, Bobby Joe and the Outlaw, and uh, Phantom of Paradise. And then he started to get into things mm-hmm. like um, Cannonball, Demon Seed, Pretty Baby, Used Cars, um, Terror Vision, Police Academy 6, Child's Play 2, uh, Night of the Cyclone. He was That was the one that, that David Irving ended up directing. Um, and he was on a bunch of TV shows in the 80s. He was in Seinfeld and in the 90s, too. Star Trek, he was in a bunch of Star Treks, uh, Deep Space Nine, uh, Voyager, The Tick, Law and Order. He's been in a million things. So he's definitely got one of those faces. And um, it's really, really interesting. In the movie Night of the Cyclone that David Irving ended up directing, his character that he played is named Bud T. Chud. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the chug. Uh, yeah. There's a little yeah. homage. I, I mean, hey, if you, if you got it, you do it, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, Robert Graves plays Colonel Masters, and I'm not going to sit here and go over Robert Graves. Everybody knows him. He's oh, you mean Robert million, Vaughn? I mean Robert Vaughn. Uh, been in a million, million things. Um, yeah. It's just at this point – he was pretty much playing that type of military character pretty much in everything at that he, point. So he's got such a great comedic, like, you know, you don't see as much of him being a, a comedic actor, but he was in like, he was in like basketball and a bunch of other movies. That I just absolutely love him. And so every time I saw him, I don't think he's with us anymore, unfortunately, but um you know but he is just one of one of those actors that every time i would see him pop up and ah you know i get excited you know i don't know i know but he he demonstrated quite a range when he was younger like in the 50s and 60s he could do all kinds of great stuff Mm. you know so it was just i don't know it was kind of a shame to see him being utilized in this role it's just uh very you know you know joe didn't he have an oscar i'm pretty sure i couldn't tell you exactly but i'm pretty sure he did yeah, I mean, I could look it up real quick and find out, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, I, it would have been something like uh, Joe Estevez would have done this kind of role, you know? Sure, sure. Like, um, it's but while role. you're looking that up, let me go over the huge amount of cameo roles of her folks who pop in in this film. So Bianca Jagger is in there. So that's Mick Jagger's former wife. Norman Fell is in there from Mr. Uh, Roper, the Ropers and Three's Company. Larry Linville is in there from uh, MASH. Uh, Jack Riley is in there from a bunch of things, including Bob Newhart. Uh, Sandra Kearns is in there. June Lockhart from Stranded and what was it? Uh, uh, the one where they Lost in Space. Um, Priscilla Pointer, Larry Cedar, Rich Hall, and Moody, you'll love this. I don't know if you caught this, but there is an uncredited scene or an uncredited role by uh, appearance by Robert England. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he um, was in the trench coat walking his daughter at the Halloween scene. I was mad that they didn't have a zombie go and bite him, like her. My chud. feeling is that you know, in 1989, Robin England was kind of like big deal, so they probably couldn't pay him, you know. But maybe he snuck on set and was like, "Hey, do you mind if I just walk on by or something?" I don't know. And yeah, that, that was so random. Um, he did not win an Oscar, but he did. He was nominated uh, for Best Actor in a Supporting Role in the movie The Young Philadelphians. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. I'm surprised he didn't win. No. Um, so 
that is the background for for this and um yeah just the there are certain things that just you know annoyed me like i said just the 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 blatant marketing issue if if that had never happened and even if the name had been the same if they <laughs> just hadn't pushed the marketing at that time for this to be a, a chud an actual real chud movie i would probably wouldn't feel nearly as pissed off and bitter towards this film as i have over the years mm. um even though it is overall silly and sloppy and ridiculous um you know it's just uh you know like the whole thing like where they're where they're watching the documentary on alaska and talking about penguins yeah there's no penguins in alaska um, oh well that continuity <laughs> i mean i barely listened to that those the, the those parents were just just wacky out there kind of yeah you know, yeah but clearly, and I, and I think Jeremiah brought this up, this was not really geared towards being a Chud movie. I think originally it was supposed to be a Return of the Living Dead movie. And mm -hmm. you can tell because the, the quote-unquote Chuds, which are really zombies, are a lot more like the Return of the Living Dead ones, where they kind of talk and they kind of you know say things and do things, even though they're pretty dumb. But it's mm. a lot more like them. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. Oh, you're gonna say something, I would as German? well. Yeah, I, I, although I will say that I think if it had been a Return of the Living Dead sequel, I, I might have judged it a little more harshly because that series is a little more near and dear to my heart than Chud sure. was. <laughs> okay, I, I will say this, though, because if this was supposed to be part, I think this was supposed to be uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, right? I hated, absolutely hated Part 2. Like I, I, I fell asleep watching it. Disappointing. It was so it, because the first one, my friend and I watched it, and I was like, "Where have I not? Like, why have I not <laughs> seen this until now? This is amazing! Like, this, I, this is why awesome. I love. Now I, you know, like I'm actually liking a zombie movie. I think it was the first time I actually liked a zombie movie. Brains. And then exactly, and then, uh. Yeah, that's why they say meat in this. I don't know. It was weird. Um, or eat them up, eat them up, yum yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the in the in this one, uh, I can I can see it. But yeah, I it it didn't feel like a Return of the Living Dead too either. Um, they would have needed the original something of the original cast or something like that. Moody, so, Moody, what? all those animals getting chomped. How could you sit there and enjoy that? Okay. I had a thing about that. So I'm watching this movie and the guy's running around after the little dog that looks very much like Lady, my Jasper old dog. The yeah, he was so freaking cute. And I was like, don't you dare do it. Don't you eat him. Don't you eat him. I'm going to hate you. I'm going to hate this movie if you eat him. And then he goes in the bushes and he eats him. And I'm like, all right, that's it, movie. I hate you. I was starting to say that. I was like, I can see why Paul says this is a terrible movie. This is, you know, sad, blah, blah. And then the dog comes back as a zombie. And I'm like, okay, I love this movie now. Like, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I loved that. That was the cutest thing. And then at the end, the, the dog didn't go in the pool. No, no, sir. They did not kill the dog in the pool. The dog lived as a zombie and it was happy. It could bite any mailman it wanted. I was like, you know what? Rock on. I'm okay zombie, with this. Zombie Poodle was the best part of the film, if you ask zombie me. Zombie Poodle was the best part. But it was because it for made sure. for comedy to me. Like, the mailman attack was the funniest Extremely thing I've ever seen. broad comedy. 
I don't know. I yeah, I loved it. I like when he jumps and attacks the mailman. I was just like, you know what? Good for you, zombie poodle. You know, unfortunately, he's like screaming in broad daylight to people who are in the next room, and nobody notices. No, nope, they they look over and go, um, "Did the mailman come?" And then the girl looks over, looks over and goes, "He's gone." <laughs> There's a real issue with uh, hearing deficits in this town uh, yes where people yes. just can't seem to hear people 10 feet away being mauled by duds i'll put it's comedy quotation. stuff because like there's at one point <laughs> it's comedy stuff because like the, at one point the the humans are going upstairs to check up on the stuff and the doll the the guys walking in the rooms you know it's it's very uh what's the wc fields or whoever like those kind of like silent film stuff like even Scooby-Doo did it where they would go in other rooms and then there'll be a pause. Somebody walk the other way and, you know, right. Like it, it would, it just was funny to me. I don't know. I got a different sense of humor than Paul does and probably you, <laughs> Jeremiah, you know, yeah, I, I mean, know. but the thing is, is that it kept doing it over and over and over, which is good for consistency. But if it fails as a joke, then it becomes sort of a thorn in the side. But getting back to the animals, there were more, you know, there was a cat, there was a bird that got eaten they threatened a cow. The bird, the fish. bird, I didn't like because I don't think the bird came back as a zombie, and that kind of no. that kind of made me sad. That was that was not a, a that was not a cool scene. There were children that got turned, which I was very surprised about. It was kind of cool to see like little children. Once again, this was like Zombie Ate My Neighbors, the movie. This is what I would have imagined a movie for you know like i'm gonna call it that from now on it's not but <laughs> but chud it is zombies ate my my neighbors i've always wanted to make that into a movie and i'm like fuck somebody else already did there i don't you know go. should there i you know. can i do that now i don't know and it's funny because um uh, irving the director claims he never saw the first chud movie has no idea what it's about yeah, of course i not. believe that yeah. i believe it too <laughs> i feel like that's very obvious well, and then the other thing, too, is, you know, they had to make Chud costumes for the first film. Even though you didn't get to see him a lot, still, they had to actually design something. Let's face it, the quote-unquote Chuds in this film, there's nothing to it. I mean, it's just some cheap, dead makeup. And for whatever reason, whenever anybody dies and becomes a Chud, their teeth get really weird. It's like, yeah. dude, yeah. you just had regular teeth. Why did all of a sudden you have black teeth? That's ridiculous. Yeah, just like the picture yeah. behind you that nobody can see because we're a podcast. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I I agree. Like the the teeth is weird, but that's I think that's supposed to be the zombie part or chud part or whatever part, you know? Like not the chud part, that's for sure. It's a zombie. Thing. <laughs> well, I know it's a zombie thing, but I'm, what I'm saying is they're trying to call them chuds, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever, and make it a little bit different than zombies. Well, I don't know if you've noticed the writer. The writer was Ed Naha, yep. who wrote it as M. Kane Jeeves. I'm not sure why he did that, but he's the guy who did Honey, I Shrank the Kids and mm -hmm. a bunch of other stuff. So I think he worked with uh, Stuart Gordon a lot. So okay. I'm correct. Yeah. Okay. Which kind of makes yeah, didn't sense. He, didn't he do dolls? Yeah. 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 He did some full moon stuff. Yeah. He did stuff with Stuart Gordon. He worked with Stuart. And uh, he, him doing this movie, like I just saw dolls for the first time recently. And I absolutely love that movie, but um, it's it's a it's a definitely a better movie than this. Um, but 
uh, and I'm not, you know, once again, I'm not dissing on this movie at all because I really did love it. Like, but that movie was, you know, that that movie was fantastic. Like, um, like I don't, I don't know why. Once again, I'm watching all these movies, going, why is this the first time I'm watching this? I'm gonna watch this over and over again well, now. Yeah, this this movie was absolutely panned and hated when it came out, and you know, it came out in VHS in 1989. It never got a DVD release in the United States. It got one DVD release in uh, England, in the UK, in 2003. And then the only way you could get it was there was a, an eight-pack horror movies that it was part of. Like, I forget. I the had name that. Of I had that. I had that. And it one. was on that. Mm-hmm. And that and was it, it. It never got its own release. I forgot which ones it had on it, but it had a bunch of, like, uh it had like a waxwork or whatever those kind of movies and stuff you mm-hmm. know like it was it was a fun little pack but i, I forgot i have that <laughs> yeah 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 and then lionsgate ended up like i said uh it's part of their 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 blu-ray releases for the vestron video series so in 2016 they put out the blu-ray so i need the had i known that, I need that had i known that i i would have gotten it because apparently there's lots of discussions and commentary from the director, from the writer, from some of the, the actors in there talking about some of the things that they went through. And, you know, they kind of knew apparently that this was kind of a crappy low budget film that wasn't going to do well. But, you know, they did the best they could with well, what no. they had. And, and that, I think, is the charm of the movie <clears throat> is it knows what it is. I think that's what I really, really loved about it was it did not shy from the fact that okay we're gonna if we're gonna make a zombie comedy set in suburbia basically you know let's like have fucking fun with it and um i think uh, i don't know you said i i see the problem was i want i looked at your thing because you said oh we're gonna do you know but the chud right and i got oh i was like okay i've never seen it so this is gonna be fun and i didn't want to tell you until the show basically until the show that i'd never seen it and then uh was it and then i saw your review paul that you're like this is a terrible man oh chud bud the chud is a terrible film and blah 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 blah, blah. and nobody disagreed with you and i was like <laughs> i was like that is just bullshit you know or no well I, actually at first i was scared because i was like okay if this is as terrible oh man this must be like a 10 he must have picked something bad for jeremiah and then <laughs> i i uh you know then i watched well, it I, and I was like how can he hate this? I pick something bad, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak preview and say this is not a 10. Yeah. Well, we I we've mean, definitely seen worse films than this. <laughs> uh Actium Maximus, you know. Yeah, but I mean the way that this is approached, I mean, again, I have a different version of comedy. I don't like the really broad comedies. This is three hairs away from being a Bollywood freaking movie, okay? <laughs> they actually break out and dance, uh, yeah. you know, a little bit of they do thriller michael jackson yeah. there i know puke puke i thought it was so cute it was uh, so random and funny i was like i've never i don't think i've ever seen zombies dance you know and i was uh, like i saw zombies dance. well other than thriller but so i'm saying cringy. like you know like in a movie or whatever you know i loved it i don't know i man. think random is a good descriptor for this uh yeah, yeah this yeah, movie yeah. is random yeah and yeah um so I guess uh, we, because we went, so we kind of disguised stuff in the story. What did you guys have a favorite part at all? Did you guys, you know? Uh, I'm gonna let you guys go first. Okay, <laughs> I gotta think long and hard about that. 
Uh, I think my favorite line in the movie, I don't know about favorite moment, but I will say my favorite line uh, is right at the very beginning of the movie when they dismiss the meeting and you overhear one of the other guys at this like top level government meeting make the comment, I was always more of a nuke guy myself. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> that, that made me chuckle. I was like, okay. Uh, and some of the sillier stuff that happens right out of the gate uh almost put me in the mind of like a uh stucker and abrams film uh and so i kind of had my hopes up that it was going to go that direction maybe but oh yeah, yeah. and this, this this you know i was going to say this reminded me like somebody took you know uh, return of the living dead and dawn of the dead and mixed it up with airplane yeah that's sort of a good description um so I absolutely loved everything at the uh, fucking, my favorite scenes are the ones at the uh, burger place or whatever, where they're like, you know, awesome. yeah, at one point they're like, uh, uh, what kind of, what kind of meat do you want? We have everything. And they look at his name down and go, Bobby, <laughs> we start grabbing him. and then, uh, so of course, what do you do to get rid of the chuds, you know, when, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you're, you're a whole infested buy them you fucking take a goddamn like was it a missile launcher and fucking blow up the whole you know burger joint and i'm like except it didn't even work they all stood up and it was like oh that explosion why is that gonna bother us well i mean that went to show that they weren't you know that obviously that wasn't part you know they didn't know um the military were still trying to figure out what to do how to kill them oh oh actually my favorite military being two people by the way my favorite line in the whole movie was when they actually gave the guy uh was it the the, um they took they had was it the one guy uh the professor the um uh, i guess i guess he was science professor or whatever that oh the teacher the teacher and they uh gave him like they, they blew him up because they used both they froze him and then they uh what is it um uh, electrocuted him and they figured out that that's how you kill the chuds right so they they did that and uh, all of a sudden brian robbins looks over and goes you know what if he were alive he would have gave us all a's <laughs> and i was like yes See, these lines were like perfect 90s lines. This was, as I said before, this was the perfect movie that should have came out in 1993. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer just came out in 92. That was a, that was a goofy comedy thing. Uh, as I said, My Boyfriend's Back. There's a tons of these horror comedies uh, that are so, you know, silly, you know, and ridiculous that they were kind of fun, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I, there aren't a whole lot of memorable ones that I love. I can tell you parts that I hated things like uh, when they said, Oh, this chuds for you. And um, tastes great, less filling. And you know, when it's like a, you know, a little tiny capsule of 1989, anything that was remotely popular or or commercial on TV was going to get tossed up there. That drove me crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess probably my favorite scene was probably end up being um, uh, poor uh, Katie in, in the swimsuit. That's uh, it's like shining oh, cool. moment. You like all the stuff with Katie pretty much. Yeah, you know? she was pretty cute. She um, was. I mean, she was. 
I don't know. I now that I know she's a she was like a Fisher Fisher, not just mm-hmm. by name only. Totally makes sense. And I'm like, I need to watch more movies with her, you know, or whatever. Because <laughs> she was she she was back then. I don't know what she looks like now, and I'm sure she's still gorgeous. But she was just uh, a knockout. And, and uh, the other thing I did like is I don't know whether you noticed the soundtrack. So it's a very, very 80s soundtrack. Bud the Chud had his own theme song, which was horrible, absolutely (laughs) cringy, horrible. However, for whatever reason, somebody must have paid some money somewhere because they got Wall of Voodoo's Brave New Dance in the film. And I I love Wall of Voodoo. Was that the one they used twice, basically? Yeah, yeah. In the uh, in the dance, and then later. It was again used, I think, at the end of the movie, or because like, they paid for it, and they were yeah. going to use it damn well, you know. It's probably expensive, yes. So there you it's go. It's so funny to me that they've got that. They've got some big explosions, but they had like all of maybe a quarter of a cup of fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was like maybe they should have gone. And done it PG thirteen. I mean, Buffy was PG. See, once again, it's I think it's an eighties to nineties thing. Nineties, they started realizing that we need to like make this more geared toward kids. You know, I think that was the 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 time period because they have things, disposable income. Yeah, where things became more um, uh, the shift in Hollywood. I think is the nineties, and that see once again that's that's a generation shift there too. Because when I was a kid you know, these movies were like, you know, more geared toward me and more fun and more silly. And you thought, and, and of course you were just adult. So you don't like these things, you know, this Absolutely. wasn't your type of stuff. Um, and Jeremiah, I don't know. I think you, I feel like you're, you're, you're close to my age, but I feel like you've got the soul of a Gen it's, X person. It's interesting. <laughs> you know, we, you know, Moody and I are very distinct generationally speaking and then jeremiah is a cusper he's the tweener he's he's got a foot yeah. in both worlds here so i guess you can kind of see where we're both coming from with this oh yeah. for sure i i mean like i get why yeah I, I i i get both of your opinions uh very much uh there are things about this movie that just drive me crazy uh like how many high school kids would ever think to go to the cdc to look for a corpse <laughs> uh like why didn't they go to a funeral parlor you know anywhere that you would normally think to look for right, a body right. that that and seemed I, like a little bit of a, i just want to throw this in there too that came out the same year as uh weekend and bernie's so there was definitely uh, a weekend and bernie's homage going on yeah. there they, they definitely picked bits and pieces from other things and utilized it uh, damn i never thought about weekend at bernie's yeah because like uh you know they could have, they could have uh, done that a little bit more goofy with that, like where they were trying to show off the. Uh, uh, I think that's what they would have done probably in the '90s, but they would have had it where they showed off the zombie as like their friend or something, like like uh, Encino <clears throat> Man style, you know, where you know. Right. So- He's, you know, I am shocked that Pauly Shore didn't pop in there and say, "Hey, buddy, the chuddy," which you would have loved. I would have. Oh my god! I would have thrown up. <laughs> oh my god, man! See, ninety-three—that's the year too. I think around the year that uh, the Encino Man came out. So there you go. I would have. Yeah, I would have probably 
loved it. Um, absolutely. <laughs> it's so weird, but like, once again, this is a movie that I've never knew much about, you know, like, and I, I always heard people say it was terrible. I looked up reviews and people were so harsh on it, man. They were like, I hate this movie. This movie is so I terrible. knew you were going to like it. I, I, you know, from the beginning, I'm like, I can tell this is going to be a debate between me, me and Moody here. It's, it's not <laughs> a debate. I mean, if you, it's taste, you know, everybody's yeah, got different yeah. tastes. I just, I vote, you like bear kittens. I didn't. You know, that just goes to show, like, you know, we have different tastes in comedy, you know. Oh, I get it. I get and it. I, and I get it. Like, there's some things that some people are going to laugh at. And then some people are like Jeremiah are going to uh, roll their eyes at because they're <laughs> just cheesy and corny. And the, the cheesy and corny stuff crack me up, man. I am. I'm all but for when, that. But when you pair that with sequel and name only and expectations that were, you know, kind of kind of shitty, that really, really ticked me off at the time. And I, mm. I still do not like Halloween 3, even though it's, you're right, it's its own sort of weird movie. And had it never been mentioned Halloween, I'd have been okay with it. But they fucking advertised it as the Halloween 3 movie. I saw it in the theaters. I'm expecting Michael goddamn Myers, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, Hollywood but- loves to do that, though. These, these sequels in name only or repurposed scripts. It was a and, plague uh, in the eighties. I can tell you that much. Um, yeah, and for whatever reason, they never figured out that it pisses people off. <laughs> well, okay, so this gives a gives a thing. So, um, in Ghoulies, right, the original Ghoulies movie, they had the marketing uh, thing of the ghoulie coming out of the toilet or whatever, and in the original movie, they did not have that. You know. Right, Charles Band talks about this in a uh, in his roadshow. They didn't originally have the ghoulie popping up out of the toilet, and audiences freaked out on him. They were so <laughs> mad. They were like, "Where is it? Like we've been lied to. We don't like this." Blah blah blah. You know, right? And they go, "Fuck! We need to just do one scene of a ghoulie popping up out of the toilet." So they filmed one scene of a ghoulie popping out of the toilet. And everybody just loved it because that was, and that became the thing and it was funny and shit. And people have like mimicked that, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, expectations are a funny thing. I mean, you, you just never really know. Typically in the period, usually if you had a, a popular film and it, it had a follow-up, whether it had a name or only or not, usually that's like a, something overseas, like a, a European version or a Chinese version or an Indian version where they would just barely, barely link it. And that's about it because over there, there's the copyright laws are different if they exist at all. Usually it's not done in the United States unless there's a very good reason. Um, mm-hmm. But they started to break that rule in the eighties for whatever reason. And uh, boy, they went way too far in my opinion. I, they don't really do that so much anymore, but for whatever reason, the eighties, they seem to really, really do that. And it well- just, ticked off a lot of people you know was a troll Two. troll Two was uh not a, a it was an in name only and had nothing to do in fact it originally wasn't even called troll Two. it right. was originally called something else uh whatever i'm jeremiah it was an italian know, production yeah so yeah I, I don't know what it was off the top of my head but, but i know, will mention hellraiser like half of those sequels were spec scripts for something totally different mm-hmm. they just sort of horned pinhead in there yeah well i think it was called goblin or something because it originally was about goblins not trolls 
uh, you know, there are no trolls in Troll 2, you know, or whatever. So it's, it's ridiculous. But, you know, when you look at that, yeah, there's tons of movies where the sequel, you know, has nothing to do with the original because mm-hmm. either the, the director just like that director who came in and didn't watch the original movie, wasn't a fan of the original movie. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, came in and just did his own thing. Now, I will talk a little bit about some of the nice things about the film. I thought it had a good pace. You you brought up the point before, Moody, that it wasn't boring. And it's true. There's something annoying going on pretty much every five <laughs> seconds. Um, and that's that's good. Because if it hadn't been for that, if this had been boring on top of that, I'd have pulled the spots right off my hide. It just would have just, oh, I, I never would have wanted it. Um, some of the production values I thought were pretty good. Um, some of the sets I thought were good. Some of the, the the sound was good. You could see it. You could hear it. I can't tell you how many movies we see where you, you don't even, you know, get above that bar. Right. Um, Sounds usually the, atrocious. But but see, this yeah. wasn't this wasn't a low, low budget movie like this oh, no. isn't this isn't twenty thousand dollars or something. You know what I mean? This isn't some yeah. guy in his backyard making a movie. This is an indie movie that is only indie like this is indie hollywood style you know because Mm -hmm. this wasn't produced i don't think by like a major studio at that time like bestron i don't think was a huge you know studio but they did have money they had millions of dollars i think i forgot how much i read this this may this was cost like uh millions of dollars um uh, i was gonna say it's probably between a half million and a million i was i would have thought um it is uh it's more than that actually i believe um or i could be wrong uh <laughs> i swear to god it had it on the thing here i might have to I look mean, it up it, online it had it had some good sets i mean they actually had a high school for a high school that it, it, it had you know a hospital it had you know it had stuff so i mean jeremiah you can i'm sure speak to that <laughs> what does it cost just to be able to find realistic places to shoot yeah, that's a great question because I couldn't afford it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I just had to pilfer whatever I had access to, uh, and luckily my job at the time gave me access to a lot of stuff and friends and family and stuff. It, it's prohibitively expensive to have good set, and uh, you know I'll, I'll forgive a lot of stuff in movies just because I know what it's like. You know uh, whether it's effects makeup or stuff like that but this movie really confused me because they have these really expensive sets and they had at least two fairly big fiery explosions that i can think of off the top of my head right but they avoided all gore of of almost any kind and it does seem a little bit like they were making this for a younger audience or something but then it's got an R rating. It's so confusing. Like, who was right. this movie for? You know I what? Mean? I bet if they had put it as a PG-13 movie, it might have even done better. Um, so it was a $1.25 million movie. Yeah, uh, and its box office had made $4.7 million. So, you know, it, it, it made a profit. Uh, not a huge one, but um, better than, you know, like, better than nothing. Um, you know, and honestly, I think it's probably, it hasn't done hugely, I don't think, um, 
uh, Blu-ray wise, you know, for it. it's only uh, $100,000, you know, thing, but that's still not too bad, yeah. I guess. You know, the, one of the other things I wanted to point out is, of course, the original Chud movie was shot in New York City, so it had that whole grimy street thing that we saw in Basket Case and yeah. a lot of those movies from that in the period. And, of course, this one was whisked all the way to California, and so they're shooting in L.A., which, you know, just to get the damn permits alone probably cost more than most micro-budget uh, productions out there. So yeah. there was some money behind this project. Um Apparently, it went through several processes, and, you know, I think it, it went to another um, production group originally, and they were like, yeah, no pass, and it had to get some rewrites and some other stuff. Apparently, there's a lot more information about what happened in the film and how it was made and all that in the Blu-ray, so that is why I'm dying to get my hands on it, not so much because I love the movie, although I love, shit, you know, tormenting people with it, but... Um, I do want to find out all those juicy, juicy details because, you know, I looked online and there's only so much. Um, Wait, that's so do people do like when you torture people with this movie, you know, compared to like, cause you know, you torture Neil Breen or you torture people with um, David, the rock Nelson. That's a completely different kind of torture. Do people really get tortured by this one? Hardcore horror people hate this movie. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Okay. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Because to I them, guess, it's, a, it's a weak, weak cartoon. See, that's the thing. I think the thing is, I like PG-13 horror. A lot of people don't. And I've been actually told by uh, by numerous people that I'd, I'd actually write really well PG-13 horror, you know, which for fun. Because not a lot of people can actually do that and because a lot of people want to make everything R, you know. Honestly? I, I'm not even sure. I mean, this might cross the line into G. If it weren't for the animal deaths, this is probably a G-rated movie. Yeah, I guess you don't really even yeah, see much of the yeah the actual attacks or whatever. I don't even remember any like cursing at all in the movie. No, and you remember some of the attacks? You don't even see them. Like the the one guy that gets munched, it's behind the the dumpster, so you don't even see that. You yep. know, most of the time you see Bud the Chud walking out with a bit of blood that he's like wiping away. Or burping. Yeah, you know or mean? or you see like his body and you see the other person's body, but you don't like when the girl when that woman came out who was God, you must have hated this, uh, Paul, because I know you hate when people do aerobics or whatever. She was doing the aerobics in her room or whatever in her house, and then she was smoking the cigarette. And then she was like, Oh, yeah, time to feed the yeah, jazz her size. And then she, <laughs> she walks outside and uh that she was like talking to the guy, like, you know, bud, oh, who are you? You're my new neighbor, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes to eat her, and you only see like her, their bodies, but you mm. don't see him actually eating her. Then you see him walking away. Now that's a very PG 13 movement right there, because then you don't have to actually show the gore or anything like that. You can just, you know, cut away and everything. Well, and that's Part of it. it's a good scene actually i like that scene but again to me it gets ruined because the comedy is so so forced you know um that these people are they blind could they not see that this is a dead person you have to be incredibly stupid for this to work is my opinion so why is everybody so grotesquely stupid well i mean it goes to the encino man thing too encino man he was obviously a caveman right and he was acting like a caveman the whole time, you know, right? Brenda Fraser. And nobody could tell he was a caveman. Everybody thought he was a 
just a normal teenager or whatever, you know. This guy, they probably thought, oh, because he combed his hair well after eating a barber. <laughs> but he's and... still dead. He's got the teeth. He's eating people. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> he ate his barber. I thought that was great. Yeah, that yeah. was a fun scene. I did like that. <laughs> I don't know. I see. I can't hate on this movie at all. It, it had everything I, I want in a zombie comedy. You know, I don't know. It's just it, it hit every nail on the head. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> You're scowling, like Jeremiah. <laughs> I, man, I just like, I don't hate it as much as a lot of my friends. I've, I've heard people talk about this movie. And you would think that, it, you know, crime against you. Uh, I, I, I don't feel that passionately about it, but I mean, I, I would watch Ouija Shark over this. What? Uh, <laughs> I yes. love Brett Kelly, but Jesus. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, <laughs> but, you it, know, it, I think it, a lot of the hate, if I, I couldn't, you know, I've never figured this out or, or done a, uh, uh, any kind of research on this, but I'm willing to bet most of the people who really, really love the original Chud are the ones who really, really hate Chud yeah. too the most. You know what I, I mean? I can I can see that. Like I can see why people would, you know, because especially like okay, you mentioned earlier, Paul, that you went to the theaters and you were excited because oh my god, and then uh, and the trailers probably show chuds like real chuds or whatever. So you got thinking, oh my god, it's a it's a sequel to the movie I really enjoyed back in 1984. Five years later, let me go check this one out. And then you get this movie, which is completely different than, but going in blind, I didn't know that these were different. I didn't right. know. I didn't see the marketing aspects of it being like that. I just saw the original movie and I knew it was a, you know, and I remembered uh, fucking two home alone stars being in that movie and thinking that was weird, um, you know, and then uh, watching that movie and then going, Oh, this is just kind of, a, a monster in the sewer movie and it's kind of boring and it's not doing anything for me i don't know why everybody loves this movie so much and then the ending is just kind of it ends you know and i remember that and then i watch this movie and i'm like what the fuck there's no sewer there's no monster there's zombies wow this is amazing like this is exactly what i want out of a zombie comedy i can't complain you know yeah, no, I, and I figured that was going to be your angle. And, I, and if, if I had seen this at the same time when I was 15 years old in high school and I hadn't seen the first Chud movie and, and yet yeah, it had another uh, name, I probably would have a lot more fonder memories of it, even though I still you probably would wouldn't have. You probably wouldn't have because you would have just thought, because I know you. As it would have been as just a, a dumb yeah. movie. Yeah, but you I, just would have been like, eh, it's kind of bland and boring. I would be, I would be, I would be a lot less pissed off at it, basically. Yeah, because I think the thing is, your your comedy and you know this movie is completely different. Like this movie has a a, a broader comedy than what you like and everything, and it's got exactly mm -hmm. my kind of comedy. Once again, 
I swear to God, this movie should have been made in the 90s. They should have waited. And it's because very, it's, very safe comedy, too. There's no nothing threatening in this comedy whatsoever. Exactly. The ending works out. He, you know, he becomes a chud and they go on to live their chud lives out wherever they're going. I don't know what they're doing, but they're going off and the dog is alive. And I know in your head you're writing chud three to pick up on what's going to happen there. I know. It. I, um, I wouldn't want a sequel only because where would you go with this? Like, because like, would you continue it to be zombies or would you like bring it back as like cannibalistic uh humanoid uh underground dwellers you know like what where, what would you do with this because right then you're gonna piss people off because the people who actually like it being you know the zombie movie like me make it back to being the thing i didn't like i would be angry or then if you brought it well, back as you know what are you i'll tell something? you exactly what you do which is what you what you did in the 80s when you ran out of ideas it's bud the chud in space <laughs> okay that, that's yeah. what you do i say you piss everybody off and you keep the zombie chud thing you just don't do anything with it and you turn it into like a, a road trip movie and they just happen to be these zombie chud things and yeah. Good idea, but you gotta bring back you gotta bring back the zombie poodle. Yeah. He makes he makes it for sure. Uh, he should have his own too. he should have his own spin-off, you know, it should be Zompoodle. And I would watch that, you know. Like if that was literally the whole movie was that dog, you know, like Benji the zombie, you know, kind of thing. I totally would be all about that somebody should do that i don't know if somebody's done a zombie it's so poodle. funny because we watched that movie what was the movie we watched that had the zombie dog in it and we were both like oh this isn't as good as we were hoping it was going to be um, oh God, no, you're not you're not talking about man's best friend man's best friend that's yeah, not zombie that. though he's not a zombie you know isn't he? no he's just a uh mutated uh you know Monster science experiment dog. experiment gone wrong you know you know uh you've seen that movie haven't you uh jeremiah man's best friend i have not it's with ali not. sheedy and lance henriksen and tons yeah, of amazing it's, people. it's got a little bit more money to a little it's, bit more name and it put the only problem with the movie and we, we discussed this on uh 80s horror, or 90s horror films and we the biggest problem with the movie is just that it's just too unlikable of it's a movie mean spirited it's mean-spirited mm-hmm. if they had made mm-hmm. it more fun like this movie you know i would have enjoyed it like if the if the dog was attacking the mailman but like not killing the mailman just running after it the whole time and doing stuff i would have been more fun but it was made by the guy who did like child's play and stuff. So it was child's play. Yeah, with the, dog. The, the monster dog rapes another dog and you have to hear it. I mean, that was terrible. So, yeah, yeah you don't you don't you don't have that in this. Yes. Which I mean, like I said, <laughs> no. this is a this is a more fun, free spirited, um, sweet natured uh, zombie movie. Now, the fact that you say you, you're, you're probably right about the reason they gave it an R was because like that was what sold at the time yeah. but like this this is a sure. pg-13 horror flick to me you know i i if you i didn't even know it was r so i didn't care this is a pg-13 comedy there is no horror in this whatsoever 
Not really, man. Um, no. I, I, I laughed so hard at in the uh, um, in the dance when she's trying to eat the person, but they're dancing. <laughs> like, like that stuff. See, I'm just a sucker for that kind of comedy, you know, and stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's just to me, this was fun. Yeah, this. I'm shocked that this was not a made-for-TV movie. This, this probably should have been a made-for-TV movie. If I'm correct, I yeah. mean, I I read it as this movie did. Let's see. I thought I thought I read that it went straight to it was on i remember it came on up all night way back in the day but it wasn't made for tv you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it wasn't made for tv it, it did and it did four million dollars in the box office probably because those four uh, four million dollars were people who thought this was a, a chud two movie you know and were very disappointed um uh you know but it's uh um but yeah, it's it's got a little bit of comedy and silly comedy and, and goofiness and I don't know, it didn't it you know didn't bother me at all. Like I liked it. Okay. You know. Well, unless anyone's got another comment, I think we've reached that period where we have to rate our films. Okay? Yes, yeah, so explain to everybody the stinkometer. The stinkometer. So for those of you who don't know, the stinkometer is our way of scoring our films on a rating of one to ten, by which a low number means not very much stink at all. So a one is low. Uh, five is kind of in the middle. You know, it's got some smell to it, but nothing too horrific. And then 10 is a big, huge steaming barrel of, of horrible, smelly awfulness. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then there's every number in between. And if you feel subtle about your score, you could go a half step, say a 4.5, 5.5, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then... We take the three scores from our three reviewers. We total them up. We compare them or cow pair them cow to the other them. other movies that are done this season. We figure out what was the stinkiest movie of the year. And um, boy, I tell you what, just from this season alone, this movie is not going to rank up there as as the, mm. among the worst. There have been some rough, rough movies this year, and I don't mean that like uh, our zombie poodle rough. I mean there are some really rough movies yep. um so i kind of came into this knowing i had this contempt and prejudice against it but i also knew this was not going to be a 10 so i may as well go ahead and, and and give my score um i still don't like it i still think it's sloppy i still think i don't like the comedy and there are lots of it in there that really ticks me off but i've seen a lot worse than this so i'm gonna go with an eight and a half for my score what that's that wow okay yeah, yeah. all right okay. you were expecting me to go higher i know i was expecting you to go lower after talking to you but... well the thing is the thing is is that like i said there are some good production values here and there what is, is the stink to you the only thing is that it's not a chud movie like is that really the only stink? no 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 that's that's the contempt part the the, the rest <laughs> is just the poor humor and writing and yeah i just i did not like any of that it just was not okay. funny to me at all all right uh, nothing worse than, than bad comedy all right jeremiah more jeremiah morehouse your turn <laughs> uh well paul you make me feel a lot better about my review uh because i was going to give it an eight and oh okay oh but so were I you worried like about gentler okay but were you like <laughs> Were you at first like going, oh my God, maybe I'm too high? 
you know, yeah, like yeah, a little bit rating too high. Fuck you guys, man. Seriously. <laughs> that, oh, it's, it's great because he's like, yeah, I can give it a bad rating and still feel like I'm the kinder, gentler reviewer. I know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, you're definitely not the kinder, gentler reviewer on this one. Jesus. Um, I'm giving it a fucking two, man. Like, I don't, wow. I, I cannot, I can't hate on this movie. I mean, it's something I will wow. watch over and over again. I fully expected a lower number from you, but two is a little bit lower than I expected. Expected. yeah no I, I i thought about three at one point but then i was like you know what um the more we talked about the more i just kind of excited about it i don't know it's just a fun movie to me uh so yeah i'm gonna give it a two man like you guys are just mean <laughs> oh like this movie doesn't it's okay it's not the first time much. i've been accused of that no, I mean, as, I mean i'm go. not saying you're yeah like you know, bad or whatever. it's just like jesus you know, um, I, 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 I get it. Like a lot of people hate this movie and shit. And I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why, uh, because I find it funny and I find it, uh, like I find it cute. I find it, it's got a good story to it to me. Like once again, if they just called the zombie ate my neighbors, the movie, I, I think people would have like, you know, thought differently about the movie because it Was is literally the thing. Was that a, a thing back at that time? What? That was that a game or a? Or yeah, it was a game. Or... It was a Nintendo game, and it was. I mean, Jeremiah, you played it, right? It was on Nintendo, and yeah, many, or Super Nintendo, yeah. Super Nintendo, one of those things. And my friend used to have, and we go over. I go over to his house, and we play this game, and it was literally, you were like, uh, you were like these kids who got babysat or whatever, and you snuck out, and you got, you know, there's zombies in your yard, and you have to kill the zombies and this was basically i mean this was basically that is teenagers you know dealing with zombies and having to like figure out how to kill all the zombies you know it was literally that you know that version so when people say they should make a zombies ate my neighbor's game or movie i'm gonna say they already did it's called Blood the Chud. <laughs> they and, made it and they didn't even know that they made it I think it came out about, I don't know when Zombies Ate My Neighbors came out. It might have been inspired by this movie. That'd be weird. I'm willing to bet, though, that if we were to to march this movie past most of our co-reviewers, I'm thinking most of them are going to rate it, you know, above a five as opposed to lower than a five. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on the comedy, if people find it funny or not. Um, I'm dying to know what Dustin thinks about it, because you know Dustin's seen this. Yeah, Dustin's um, seen everything. Well, unfortunately, we can't ask him right now. His dog died. Oh no! Ooh, yeah, so you don't want to bring this up. Yeah, you know. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. You know, because there's a zombie poodle in this movie. Right, um, right. But right. yeah, so his ask dad, him in a few days. I'd be very curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know until he told me today, and I was like, "Oh, it was for Super NES, and mm. it was 1993." The same oh, year this movie, later. this movie should have came out, you know, or this, uh, <laughs> yeah, should have came out then. If they would have called it "Zombies Ate My Neighbors," the, you know, they would have probably got the rights to that and did that, and you know, not called it "Bud the Chud." Um, they would have maybe called that guy Bud because he's that's so funny. You're saying Bud the Chud, Chud Two was before its time. It was. And I like it feels like a 90s movie. It doesn't even feel 80s to me at all. 
like the the some of the stuff oh, you God. got it definitely feels 80s to me i had to live through that crap what i'm saying is like the humor and a lot of stuff felt 90s and that was the time period that I loved comedies. Like I grew up on those things. Those that's the time you hated comedies, Paul. Like you've you said you hate like Ace Ventura, you hate uh Adam Sandler movies were coming out in the 90s, all hate those all. you know stuff. So look, I get it. Like that's a different kind of style of comedy, but that that's what this movie felt like. And I I think it was ahead of its time. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, you know. Um, what, were you surprised? Were you were you expecting to like this movie so much? I yeah. I mean, I am surprised a little bit. I because I read your review and you said it was terrible. So I was like, oh god, what is what am I what am I getting myself into? And then I started laughing from the very like beginning, and well, I'm like, okay. One thing you learn if you hang around with Indie Film Cafe is that there are many many different flavors of terrible out there, and. Uh, <laughs> This this is a this is like terrible light compared to some of the other movies that we've done, you know. Well, it's funny because uh, apparently Jeremiah liked Pirates uh, Quest for uh, Snake Island more than this movie. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I did. Yeah, well, I guess that goes back to you like Brett Kelly apparently. So there you go. I got a soft spot like for Brett Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. he's fun, but I'm just saying. It's just, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like this movie gets a is getting a bad rep and I don't like it's it. It's okay, Moody. You can love on this movie all you want. It's I will fun. lobby for it to be like <laughs> people's favorite movies. I don't know. And uh, I will tell you, you're not the only one because when I looked on YouTube and I was going through some uh, what some of the other people were saying, there is one other person on there that said one other. that this movie was uh unloved and misunderstood. I feel like that. Like I truly, I agree with that. I'm gonna go like that comment on YouTube because I agree. It is unloved, and I don't understand it. I, I, I feel like it gets too much hate, and I do want to buy the Blu-ray now because now I wanna, I wanna, I, I will probably watch this every year now. Like, you know, <laughs> this will be a, a oh, thing. Dear. You know? What have like, I turned you into? I, <laughs> because I turned like, you to a chud. I know. I'm a chud lover, you know, um, but it, it, I didn't love the first one. I hated the first one. And I think that's the thing. If you love the first one, you'll probably hate the second one. If you didn't like the first one, you might like the second one, you know, more. I mean, uh, Jeremiah, you like the first one, right? I do. Uh, and like I said, I, I do think some of the vitriol for this one is maybe a bit more than necessary but I totally understand it because I'm kind of like you, like I wasn't affected by the marketing as much. Mm. Uh, you know, I was uh, fairly young when these movies were coming out. I, I don't remember any of the marketing for the Chud movies at all. Uh, and I went into this movie knowing that it was originally written as like a return of the living dead sequel or something like that so that was kind of in the back of my mind uh at the same time man i i feel like the movie just couldn't decide what it wanted to do uh, right like i feel like if it if they were gonna go hard with the comedy that they should have gone harder than they did uh but it seems like so many of the jokes were made up on the day <laughs> right right 
I can get uh, that. I can see that. Oh, hey, 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 hey. You know what I ought to say? I ought to say this buds for you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just shit like that. And it's like, uh, you know, if you, if you just sat down and workshop some jokes, this might have been better. Yeah. Weak. Uh, lame. Yeah. Weak. Well, I mean, once again, we, we got to say that this was coming off of, uh, I think we, we mentioned like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids that come out. I guess right before this. So Ed Naha was used to writing more children kind of humor and stuff and uh, or whatever. But he, he, like, he had done dolls. He had done stuff. But he co-wrote dolls, I believe, with Stuart Gordon. So maybe if he had a co-writer, you know, they, they could have fleshed some jokes out or whatever. Even I think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was co-written by Stuart Gordon. You know, um, that's like to me, that's a fantastic fucking movie. You know, I love that movie to death. Um, but uh, but then again, that's a generational thing. I don't think Paul likes it, you know, because no, I, I saw it in the theater. Um, it was okay. It, I don't know. Again, it's not really my thing, but yeah, um, you know, my thing is Roller Gator. You know, I love Roller Gator to bits and pieces. That's definitely more of a kids' movie, but I love it so much because it's such a fail. But it, it's it, it fails so much, <laughs> it goes all the way over to success. It's just an amazing, amazing movie. Um, so I, I, that's, that's more my speed. No roller gator, but that's, yeah, it's a silly comedy, but you know, I mean, I don't know that was like made up on the spot too and shit. So sure. Made on $39 on a ball of lint. I know. <laughs> then we tried that to watch, familiar. we tried to watch that short film, um, the yin yang insane. insane and that Robert Zadar. was not, not known. <laughs> That was not good at all and did not have any comedy at all. We reviewed it. I told you that. I thought it was ridiculously stupid. 39 minutes of a camera staring at Robert Zadar in the face as he talks about stuff that you can't see. Which I thought at first, like, I was like, I even said the line of, uh, you know, uh, I could watch Robert Zadar, in the beginning, I, I joked and I said this I, while we were watching it. I go, you know, I could watch Robert Zadar driving and talking to himself for uh, for like an hour. And he looked over and goes, well, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? No, like, no, no. no. <laughs> yes. Thank, thankfully, he does stop someplace and he does talk to one other guy, which is the director. And then he sees himself a few times. Then he later goes somewhere else, sees himself again. I don't know. It's it literally is insane, but it's like it's stupid and terrible and not very and like literally you would turn it off if you're just watching it by yourself because it is not fun to watch by yourself. It's fun to watch with somebody else while you're going, well, falling asleep watching it, you know. But I don't know. It's it's fun to like make people like Moody watch it, and then he's like. I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they, they please cut to something, anything. I know. Like show us <laughs> something. He's like, I, I'm, we're not joking, Jeremiah. There's a scene where Robert Zadar is looking, like looking straight ahead, right? While he's driving. And we're focused on him, right? Like we don't see what he's looking at. And he's like, Ever. oh my God, he, there's a man on the street. He looks just like me. He's got a gun. He's pointing the gun at me. Why is he pointing a gun at me? What is going on? Why does he look like me? And I'm like, oh, there's another what? detour. 
there's, oh, there's a windstorm like like every two minutes uh yeah it's the same thing like like he does the same lines like five times and we're just like the whole time going what is he talking about like <laughs> cut to something i mean and then, like the microphone is like coming in over yeah. here in the corner <laughs> i can see the microphone the dudes awesome like, did not care they just made a they went out and said they got robert zadar for, oh, for a night for an afternoon like one afternoon let's shoot a whole movie like shoot a whole short film with them like that's it you know and that's incredible yeah i mean hey if i had robert zadar i'd i'd use them for on youtube now. check it out it's terrible. Well, anyway, I guess that wraps up Bud Tooth, Bud the Chud. Uh, yeah, if anybody out there, it's it's now out there on Blu-ray. Go check it out. I'm almost positive it is also on uh, Tubi, I think. Yep. So, That's yeah, what I so watched it on. Go, go check it out. Go see for yourself. Make your own uh, you know, determination on how stinky this movie is. But we will be back for another episode where it'll be Jonathan's turn. And I just and, want to thank you, Jeremiah, for coming yes. out. And, and hopefully uh, once you'll again. come back for another show with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll have to be another another Paul's movie because I've had you twice. So Paul wants you twice, you know. Fair enough. You know, so. Uh, we didn't uh, scare you away with this one. Uh, no. This one actually was very tame. Even though you guys gave it a fucking eight and eight and a half. You guys are mean. <laughs> Uh, this was tame compared to what we've seen. Like, I, I just want to just point this out to you guys that eights are generally like stuff like you know, uh, I don't know, like like terrible films of ours and everything. You know, like those usually get twenty fours if all three people have eights or whatever. You know, so they're twenty four and above. That's and about right. This is not right. No, this, <laughs> this should be at least, I say at least 15 or lower, but oh, you guys, dear. but this is what eight, uh, I think is like, uh, uh, 18 so and a half. half, 18 and a half, man. You guys are mean. God damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. Um, this one isn't for you apparently. Oh dear. <laughs> Well, everybody, really thanks for joining us for this episode. Please join us again, and we will see you on the flip side on Indie Film Cafe. Bye, everybody. Take care. Nom, nom, nom.